Welcome to the Locala Podcast. This is the 2022 Holiday Special. That coupled with all kinds of other stuff that piled on like right after it and right before it, the season stinks. Hello, everybody. I'm Lisa Anderson, your host today for the Locala podcast. This is a bit of a surprise um, that we are doing this podcast. It's our little holiday special, and you're going to be seeing me do some live editing. Like, here, I'm going to put my name up here. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening in, that doesn't really matter. But if you're watching us on video, you'll see me do some live editing because uh, right next to me, we have um, Joshua Jacobs who is uh, our media manager and usually runs the podcast behind <laughs> the scenes for me. But we're both going to be talking today and yeah. doing a little bit of singing that we didn't really practice too much on. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I kind of want to talk a little bit quickly about why I decided to do this impromptu thing. It's primarily because this has been a really rough year. And if I'm being honest, it's been a really rough two years. Mm-hmm for myself and and this last year has not been that great for Josh either and um, this last week for Josh has <laughs> been a fire hazard waiting to happen to mm-hmm. somebody else's uh, dumpster mm-hmm. because he's ready to light it all on fire I think <laughs> and uh, and it kind of started because um, I have a family member who's not doing so well uh, physically and I was like okay well maybe I should do some caroling for, for him. And then I started thinking about um, Josh, who recently lost a family member as well, and about all the other people who struggle this time of year. And I thought, you know what, let's just go ahead and have a honest conversation about this year and our feelings and do a little bit of singing, maybe cheer ourselves up and cheer some other people up or make you all run away because <laughs> it's so impromptu. But that's what this podcast is about so you get to see if you're watching us on youtube you get to see me turning and trying to edit this while we go and and um and i'm going to actually be joining josh in some singing which scares the crap out of me (laughs) you're far better than me so anyway i have done a lot of talking and so now it's josh's turn to Uh, say hello (laughs) hi Uh, i'm i'm josh hi this is a nice way to let everyone know that it's okay not to be so okay in the holiday seasons, and that's okay. That's okay, so. yeah. Yeah, last year last year um, for December, we focused on mental health for mm-hmm. our December issue. Um, and this year we, we did literacy, but um, I felt it was really important that first year to uh, focus on mental health because it's a very hard season for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whether going to your family is draining or you've lost family or whatever the case may be. Um, it can be very emotional highs and emotional lows all at the same time. So it's kind of nice to be able to just kind of talk about all of that. Josh, I am going to kind of put you on the spot here. And, and when I brought up maybe talking about the mental health thing, you said, well, I don't know that I'm the right person because I'm not overcoming. And to that, I said, well, it's not an overcoming podcast. (laughs) And, I can say, you know, I, I do try to stay on, on a positive side, but I have told many of people, and I will say it right here, that my glass may be half full, but it is full of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you 
know, just to get through life, right? Yeah, you need something. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't wish unhappiness on anyone. It's never a, a fun thing to go through, you know, losing a family member. And it's weird because, like, you know, it's not even a family member that I, I was close to. It's, you know, it's my mom's dad who's always kind of lived his life on the run. Like, he he was always quick to to kind of oh, there's a problem here, let me go over here where there's no problem, but leave the problem over here. But, you know, he did he did his best to be a father, I guess, to my, my mom and her siblings. But to lose someone that you're, you're left with more, more questions than memories, it gets a little, I don't know, I guess hairy, I guess. It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird emotion to process uh, a loss that you're like, it feels like it hurts in every single way, but it doesn't... Uh, you don't know why it hurts because it's like there's nothing there it felt like in the first place but and then that coupled with all kinds of other stuff that piled on like right after it and right before it uh yeah this season this season stinks i think um just a couple of things that we had kind of in common mm-hmm. this year um one of them you guys were just in an accident and my significant other was in an accident this year and you know I can't even remember the series of domino effects that we've had this year on the things that it just felt like one thing after another and I'm not really sure in what all order it goes we had a tree fall Mm. in in our house and unfortunately we didn't know we didn't have insurance we didn't know our insurance hadn't renewed um and uh we found out with trying to file a claim and then realize the piece of mail we had gotten the day before was actually a reimbursement check um, from our insurance company. So we didn't have insurance in our house. So we're still trying to pick up the pieces. And that was from the summer. They say like bad things come in threes. And it's just like, I'm on like six or yeah. seven now. Like I like this. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's threes anymore. I don't either. I and I know there was several times where you told me about some things that were happening, and I. Oh my goodness! And the emotional. Like you want to be supportive for other people, but when you're going through that, you there's you don't have it. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. You're just like, I am so sorry. I am here for you, <laughs> but inside you're going. I'm here for you, but where is it coming from? I don't yeah. know where it's going to come from, but I'll yeah. find it. I'll find it because yeah, <laughs> you're special, uh, you know, like <laughs> it's uh, it's it's hard. We got in an accident two days ago and it totaled like our only like workable vehicle. It's a it's a weird place to be when you're like, OK, cool. This really bad thing happened. I, I need to get another one of these things. I can't. <laughs> You know, luckily, I have my uh, my wife. She's been a very big calm in in this this storm. Um, that is my mind and how I kind of uh, process and deal with tra- tragedy and loss. And and she's been an absolute saint. It's a hard thing when like you're like, okay, this is as low as I can fall. Literally, this is rock bottom, and you're always like, oh, well, there's a little bit more. It's always like a little bit more to fall down into, and uh, it sucks because you usually try to be positive, and you're like, "Oh, it's just, it's just a season of my life," or you know, it's all in your mindset or perspective or whatever the gurus are selling you nowadays. 
and sometimes it's not sometimes it's just life sucks and it's how you deal with it and how you find good times and the bad times i think that's the the yeah. biggest key though is trying to figure out okay how are we going to deal with this i think what's particularly funny for my joke saying that there's alcohol in there is i really don't drink that much but it sure feels yeah. like i need to right after oh, yeah. <laughs> after all this but i think that's just a, me saying that i'm gonna stumble my way into trying to find a way to get through this because if i focus solely on all the bad that's happening i'm i'm not yeah. gonna get through it you I know it's gonna get too dark pretty quickly yeah pretty quickly yeah and i think i think that's the biggest thing is even when you're having uh, different mental and emotional breakdowns and and especially if you have a history mm. of that um it can i think it can compound faster and so like you said you know having that support system like your wife or whatever you know it doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a significant other i know that like that in itself can be a daunting task during this time. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. have someone to share this with. And you do have people to share it with. You do. And sometimes your significant other isn't even yeah. the one that you need to share it with. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you know? they're going on their own little journey and you got to, you got to find someone who can handle. That's one thing. If I could impart any kind of wisdom into having friendships and having loved ones is instead of just dumping on your friends and significant others, like ask them if they're able to carry it. Yeah. Because if you're just always dumping on them, then it uh it can get pretty hairy pretty quickly. And uh you know, you realize that even though yes, you're sharing with a friend that you feel open with and feel you know, validated from, you could also be putting a burden on them and causing them to go through cuz I guess that old saying of like you never know what someone else is going through. Right. So just just ask. Like there's no harm in asking, you know, like hey, can you handle this? If not, then I'll find I'll find a different way. Right. And even though I feel like sometimes it's uh I don't know, for me it's like if someone was like, "Hey, I just want to know if you can handle this. If not, I'll tell you later." Will eat at me and so I'll be like, "I got it. I got it. I can I can yeah. I can handle it. Just tell me because I would rather be told than to wait to hear what the result is but at that point at least it's your decision yeah it's it's your decision and the two like sometimes if your friend's like you know no never mind i'm gonna usually they they stick to that and it's like mm -hmm. no for your safety as well you know just you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do the tough thing and just and just wait it out and yeah and that's okay too like you can't you can't fix everything and no. everybody like because no. then you're just like fixing versions of yourself and other people and it's weird. Oh uh, yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. Should we take a little yeah, break so and see if we can uplift people or make them yeah. leave due to our singing <laughs> ability here? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white 
Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be You didn't sing loud enough. <laughs> no, no, I was those. It has literally been, I don't know. I think I sang some karaoke. I sang for my dad's wedding when I got down here. Mm. And mm-hmm. then probably that first year. So it's probably been like 2010 since I really sang with any type of music playing other than me just maybe singing along to a song in the on the radio or something. Mm-hmm. Or Spotify or Pandora or <laughs> all those other all those other things. Um but it's most it's probably been a good um five years at least that I sang sang for showers. Well um Josh, if you guys have tuned into Songwriters Room at all or <laughs> or follow a fever dream, he's the one with the voice and the band and no. and uh you know, Mumford and Sun vibes and <laughs> and uh get that all the folksy cool stuff. I think it's because of your voice. Probably. Yeah. I remember you showed me some of your like your early high school singing and it was I was blown away it's it's when you when you've known somebody for so long and you're like oh this is what this person does and they're like oh also we can sing beautifully like an <laughs> angel you're like what no way and then you see it happen and you're like wow I yeah so that's how Josh discovered that I could sing because my dad finally mm-hmm. after I don't know how many years of me hounding him we used to, you know, we used to do all the video on little tiny tape recorders that you mm-hmm. would pop into a larger VHS tape yes. to go into to play, right? And so he finally converted them all to digital. Oh, wow. And so that's why I was like, oh, look at all this stuff. Yes, and I, I used to do, yeah, I used to do competitions and things. And, and that's cool. I've never done a competition. No? I did like a battle of bands once. But... Yeah. But see, you're doing it in the after years of high school, and you never did any competitions. And I, I did all the competitions in high school, and I never did anything with it after years. We, uh, for choir, we had to drive around on Christmas break to all these, like, retirement communities mm-hmm. and sing with the choir. And we sang, like, uh, Charlie Brown stuff, like, Happiness, uh, and some other, like, Christmas carols. And basically, we, like, caroled. Like the old folks' homes when I was in sixth grade. Falsetto was hard back then, still hard now. <laughs> I used to be a first soprano, um, which I told you before yeah. we started recording. Uh, so not a first soprano anymore. There's no way I could hit any of those notes that you heard me hit in the <laughs> high school stuff. Um, but we used to do caroling too. And I think we did Christmas caroling, but our main caroling came at 
um, for the chamber choir anyway. I think we did full choir caroling like at nursing homes and things like that if I remember right. I don't know honestly if I wasn't lying. It's been like 20 years. <laughs> so um, it feels sometimes like it happened yesterday and other times I'm like I, I oh, don't remember. Oh man, it's been remember. 20 years for me as well. Sixth grade is just 20 years ago. See? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, well it's been 20 years since I graduated so there's the <laughs> We used to do Valentine's Day stuff. Like we had a chamber, so we had a full choir, and then we had a, a chamber choir, That's and cool. and um, the chamber choir used to go, and so the people would hire us to go sing. And I, I think uh, it was like fifteen bucks, and they could have the whole choir go and sing wherever they wanted them to basically go. My choir director, I didn't have what you call a clean voice, and so like she would always make me do falsetto, huh. uh, so that it would I. It sounded awful because, I mean, if you think of a 12-year-old boy who's already going through a lot of voice changes and he's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's so uh, humiliating. I'm Wait, glad I don't think there's any videos of, of that time in my life. I, I never had a, a clean, clean voice, so choir was never the life for me. No, I, I you know... Being a soprano, you always got the, almost always got the melody, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, for a soprano, I get some harmonies, obviously, mm -hmm. but most of the time it was melody. So I never really learned how to harmonize very well. Uh, yeah, it's it takes it takes a while to learn. I mean, me and Matt, my a bandmate and best friend, we uh like it. We practice and practice and practice, and sometimes we don't even get it right. Still, but you know, yeah. At that point in the night, if we're all just singing, hollering, like nobody's like, ah, that's not that's not a perfect, perfect harmony. Yeah. <laughs> but I think um, part of me wanting to do this too for us today is because you and I usually are in the host seat, mm, mm -hmm. but we ask so much of people to share their personal stories. So I thought it would be kind of good for us to share a little bit about us. And yeah, so where were you born? Where was I born? I was born in Ashland, Wisconsin. It's, it's so <laughs> where, much, yeah. And, and such cooler than here. Like the, No, you're one of the unicorns that was born here, right? I was born in Gainesville. Gainesville, okay. Uh, but we luckily moved away pretty quickly after okay. I was born. and then. Why luckily? You didn't want to be up in Gainesville? We didn't live in Gainesville. We lived. Uh, we actually lived in this little like offshoot town called Earlton. Oh, okay. Uh, so even smaller than Ocala was at the time. It's smaller. Oh man, it's smaller than like, like literally, it was like two streets. Okay, that's and even smaller than the town that I grew up. Yeah, I grew up. My town was like eight thousand people. Like we maybe had like like fifty. It's like a homestead <laughs> almost, like instead of a town. But we lived there for I think like my first four years. Okay. And then. We moved to the Panhandle of Florida. Oh, okay. My dad uh, is soon to be retired, okay. but uh, is a minister, and you have to go to a special school if you want to minister, I guess. Yeah. And so we went up there to his seminary. It's a wild, lawless land. I don't, even, I, <laughs> I don't think they consider it Florida even. Up there, I think they consider it Lower Alabama. Yeah. So a lot of people call it L.A., which is so redneck. And, <laughs> but it's fun because, like, they, they know how to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved back here when I was seven, seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. Well, if you 
Like I, I had a different kind of redneck growing up. My yeah, yeah hillbillies. I think is what it's called. No, no, I don't even know if you'd call it hillbillies. I don't even know how to describe it's our rednecks. It's just a, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's very true. We were very white up there. Um, we did live uh near a uh indigenous Indian reservation. Yeah. Um, and so that w- and then I think in my class we had one black girl. Wow. Um, in our class and um, you know, so we didn't have a whole lot of diversity mm-hmm. up there. Um, but. It, you know, people go um, uh, sledding down hills and outhouses. That's a, that's a thing. Um, but I grew up on a 400 acre farm, so um, you know, I <laughs> I use squirrel tails for Barbie stoles, and you know, so I, I had a different kind of a <laughs> a redneck life existence. I you farm. know it was <laughs> yeah good old farm life. Good old farm life. I've had a lot of like thinking back, especially since those videos, you start thinking about, you know, about childhood and all that kind of stuff. And, and my dad's been very nostalgic lately. So a lot of our conversations have been, um, about things in the past and you start thinking, and I'm just, I just laugh because it's so far from, I could not see myself doing any of that stuff now you know it was a primarily a seed farm so we had a lot of fields so i'd run around fields and woods and you just run around you know do things there wasn't any worry of of that we lived 20 minutes outside of town and by the way if you're if you're not from the midwest we don't measure in miles we measure in time yeah so i mean but we mostly seed farm but we had some cattle and a couple of horses and uh, we raised rabbits for food. That's what we I raise rabbits for food. That's know. what I want to retire. I want to. I want to. Want to buy some sheep and go live in the mountains of Montana or Wyoming or something. Yeah, you had a pretty fun time going out west. I did on your I, trip. I fell in love. It bit me. We got to hike down through the Grand Canyon and uh, up through uh, Joshua Tree and through like the Painted Desert in Arizona and New Mexico and all that. That trip is one of those, like, trip of a lifetime mm-hmm. sort of things. And it's weird because, like, I've never really been out of the country. Like, I've been on a cruise. and But I've never really been out of the country. And so, like, I've never really seen the country that I, that I live in. And so um, my dad, a few years ago, took, took a trip to, um, I think he went all the way to the coast, like, to California. And he's, you know, we always made a pact that he'd bring me back. And so we finally went, uh, over the summer and it was, it was beautiful. My mom is a very much a tree person. Like she is, I need trees and green, I need all this stuff. And there's not a lot out there, but man, it feels like, it just feels like a different place. Um, I've never actually been out East at all. Um, and I've only, like you have not been out of the country much. I, I, you know, practically lived on the border of Canada my whole life and I've never been, you know, I haven't, I haven't quite made it over there, but I went to Mexico mm-hmm. once, Puerto Vallarta. Um, that was really cool, but that's the only time I've been out of the country, but yeah. we traveled out West a lot and I had an uncle that worked at Yellowstone. So we went oh, out to Yellowstone yeah. a couple of times. Um, and it was such, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I can't even, you know, like when I see pictures of, out east it's so different but you're talking about like not having the trees and i remember one trip that i went out with just my dad and i and we were in colorado for quite a bit of it and i just remember being so sick of the pine trees i just just done i was done with the pine trees 
I was, and of course it didn't help that I was between my freshman and sophomore year of, so very See, I, those pine teenage trees girl. Are, are beautiful. Cause they're, they're like, gorgeous. They're the pine trees that you like hear about and like you see in books. Cause like here we have pine trees, but it's like pretty dry and pretty light brown. Yeah. Uh, but out there it's like these red pine trees with like the dark green leaves and you're just like, this feels different. Like we went to uh, Flagstaff and uh, Sedona and both of them, it was like, Sedona is like some of the reddest clay that I've, or I guess it's not clay, it's sandstone, which I don't know the difference, but it's uh, red stand, sandstone, yeah, I know. but it's gorgeous. And the cool thing about Sedona is that like they built the entirety of Sedona to match its surroundings. So mm-hmm. there's no like brightly colored buildings. There's no uh, buildings that take away from the landscape. Yeah. It all looks like landscape. It's so beautiful. That's so cool. See, that's the that's part. I haven't seen that yeah. bit either. That's cool. Um, Did you say you've never been out east either? Like, uh, like No, I haven't actually. I've like never. New Hampshire and like New mm. England and all that? Oh, no, no. I, you know, usually... Um, so any family vacations, my dad always wanted to go out west because that's what he grew up doing. So mm-hmm. he loved going out to Wyoming, Montana, all that kind of stuff. We went and saw the, um, what is it? I think the sand dunes. Is that in the oh yeah, Dakotas like the or whatever? Yeah, then, uh, like the salt flats in Utah. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that's he loved all that. Um, uh, I never been to the Grand Canyon, but he he and my sister went when they took a trip. Um, to the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. But um, but since then, you know, I haven't really, I mean, uh, I moved to Florida. and That's the, east, the most east you've been. That's, well, yeah, pretty much. And, um, but, you know, when you live so far away from a lot of your family, no. like the only, and, and you don't make a ton of traveling money. So you typically, or if yeah. you have, even if you have a job, you know, and you only get so much vacation time, you use that to go see your family. And um, so, yeah, but 40s, I have come hell or high water. I don't care how many trees fall on my house. <laughs> <laughs> I promised myself in my 40s yeah. I would go traveling. I had a friend, um, a best friend, and I actually just talked to her today. Um, we've known each other since we were in kindergarten. Okay. And... Um, so, oh gosh, it must be, yeah, 35 years, over 35, 36 years now um, that we've known each other. Mm. And um, when she was in her 20s, she traveled all over. She would look over at my life and I was one of those, okay, you got to go to school. You got to, um, you know, find a steady job. You got to work in that job for a couple of years, you know, because yeah. that was how I was raised. The you, American you, dream. The yeah. American dream. You got to work your way up and do all that kind of stuff. Even though my dad's side of the family was very much uh, free spirited, be an entrepreneur. And here we are today, obviously. So, <laughs> um, but you know, and so by 29, um, I had a home. She saw my life and was like, you're doing everything so well. I have nothing. I'm just here and there and blowing in the wind and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and her dream was to have, be married and have kids and um, live on a farm like the way she grew up. And I was jealous of her life, being free-spirited and dry, traveling, no fear, just going to do the, things. The grass is greener. Greener, yeah. always. And so, you know, so now she does. She has she has two kids. They live in, in um, Pennsylvania. So I do need to go see. That's a good yeah. excuse to go see the Very East girl. Coast, right? Yeah, you got to go to the East Coast. Um, 
and uh you know and and they live on in in an old farmhouse 1800s farmhouse oh, nice. with like three acres or something like wow. that and so she gardens and so she's living her dream but yeah but 40s 40s is my so that's my thing is like my i think thing. in my 20s i was like i need to get my stuff together mm-hmm. but like i it's funny because like you know being married i am a, i'm very much the opposite of my wife yeah. Uh, my wife is very much, she will grow where she is planted, but she, when she's planted, she's planted. Okay. And like, she's, she's very much an introvert. Like, like, I think she's, she's reading seven, she's read 70 books or something like that this year. And I'm like, I've read three <laughs> and I feel good about it. Like, I'm real excited about my three. Um, and so, like, so she's very good at, like, staying home and just, like, you know, making a, a a beautiful kind of, like, home life. And I'm very much the opposite. I'm very much, I gotta go. I gotta be on the road. I gotta be on, like, that's why, like, when I was in my old band, we go on tours or whatever that required, like, multiple days on the road. Like, coming back, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I am a stranger in this strange land. Like, yeah. I am... Uh, I'm not meant to be so like in one place, but you know, it's, it's weird. Cause I think being married to someone who is the opposite, you get very grounded. Um, and so you, you learn the other side of things and you're able to appreciate. It. And it's funny cause like she's been more adventurous in the last few years than I have. And so we've been, we've been into camping. Like we want to go up to Acadia in uh, Maine. Yeah, me and her want to get up there. We've uh, this last trip out west, like we were like we want to hit all the national parks and yeah, go camping and hiking and all that. So hiking is fun. I wanted to talk really quickly about uh, entrepreneurship. It's another thing I wanted to bring up on here because oh gosh, that talk about like part of my dumpster this mm-hmm. last year is navigating owning a business, and you're doing this similar thing because. Mm-hmm. Even though you work for me, you only work for me part time, yeah. right? So the majority of your time is spent trying to do your own thing, and that that involves photography and um, band, music. Band. music. Yeah, Are you doing any graphic design outside of? Not really, not yeah. really. I've gotten out of it. I I don't know if people know this, but um, I know Dave credits you, and he's credited our company. But the uh, overarching, uh, uh, uh. so so Locale Magazine is a part of my overarching mm-hmm. company, which is Lisa Anderson Media. And Lisa Anderson Media did Dave Schlenker's book cover design. Um, and uh, Josh actually is the one. So the way we tend to do those tasks is we like to give our clients a couple of choices. Mm-hmm. And so we'll split up the tasks. And Josh's cover was chosen, which I thought was yeah. the best choice out of all three of them anyway. I'm glad, like... I'm glad we were able to capture kind of Dave's like personality and stuff like that. And he's like, so. always been a good sport of kind of helping us uh, I, capture that personality. He has been. You can go to the Ocala Barnes and Noble. They have signed copies. Ooh, there. they have signed copies there. Yeah. It's a funny book. I like it. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a good guy. Like I'm, I'm sure anybody who's anybody in Ocala has heard of Dave Schlinger. So. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And if you don't know who he is, um, he was uh, with the Ocala Star Banner for 30 years. Um, he was a columnist. He did... Um, prolific I think, like, writer. Prolific writer. I think he did the... Um, 
entertainment. I think he was the entertainment editor. We've been chit chatting for a while, so I don't want to chit chat too much longer. Yeah, but that's fine. um, but yeah, the entrepreneurship. I I posted uh, maybe like two weeks ago now, somewhere in there, two mm-hmm. three weeks ago, um, about burnout because I was feeling it and I have honestly been feeling it for a while. I don't think I'm still quite out of it yet. Yeah. Um, but what I, when I start recognizing the signs for myself, um, and when, and what I do to kind of help myself. And, um, I think it's particularly hard this time of year. There's so many things going on and I should be out in the community doing all of the things, um, especially as a publisher in the magazine, I know I should be out there um, being the face and enjoying my community. And I can't even hardly get myself to come to the office except when absolutely necessary. Like I am doing the bare minimum to keep my company going. It's a, I think it's a hard thing. Yes, it's good to strive to want to change and want to be mm-hmm. better and, and try to do the best you can. But at some point, like, you have to rest and you have to kind of take care of your your mind and you have to take care of your brain because like yes if like i think the biggest cop out i think i see in this community and where i think the community can grow and be better is to stop telling people if you want to see a change then you be that change because the thing is, is that like change doesn't come easy nowadays mm. uh everything's a political statement everything's this or that it's all put in these boxes and so like there's a lot of people who do not like change and will fight tooth and nail just because they don't understand the change and i think we put this undue pressure on a lot of our burgeoning uh you know businesses and entrepreneurs out there it's like you've got to be this you got to do this and it's easy to say when you have all the chips laying in front of you Mm -hmm. it's quite easy to dull out like words of wisdom when you're flying high and so i think as someone who's not flying high and would like to offer words of wisdom is that there's a table that ocala has built and there's room for everybody to sit at it and we look at the people who aren't even sitting at the table and we look at them with disdain, like, oh, you're not trying hard enough. You're not, you haven't changed your mindset. You haven't bought into this. You haven't bought into that. And I think that's a, a very wrong way to look at things, especially nowadays. Like, we've got to remember that we're a community first. And we've got to build each other up and, and be there for each other. We can all live comfortably or a few of us can live you know, in excess. We should care for each other like we say we do and not just in public, but in the private times as well. Like yeah. I think uh, my parents always told me it's not what you do in the light, but what you do in the dark that defines you. And I think there's that balance, you know, um, especially when you're a business owner, because you want people to know that you are generous mm-hmm. because that does help your business. It helps build the culture that you want yeah. within your business. I think that's important, but I think what's even more important are the things that you don't get credit for exactly as you say yeah because like i don't get wrong like i think it's nice to to donate and to be is that in public where you have your name on things yeah but it's things you don't have your name on that you still help regardless of ego regardless of promotion self-promotion or whatever like that yeah 
we all definitely want to be successful. We all definitely want to have money. Yeah. But I think that when you're when you're a small business, um, it's about being a part of your community as yeah. well. It's the it's you know you research and you do everything. I mean, I mean look at you know I started off um, with a food magazine because of the pandemic and it, my hobby became a business overnight. It wasn't, you know, and so the more I thought about it, the more I knew I wanted it to be community involved and the food magazine wasn't, I was trying to make that a national thing. And yeah. then I was like, no, let's come back to the community because I wanted stories to be told. I wanted people to, um, uh, hear different perspectives. Locale actually went more small business, side of things than I ever planned it to be but we still reach out to different parts of the community I think it's good though because like I mean just you know being being the photographer and the media manager here like I've got to meet some businesses and and talk with a lot of businesses that I would have never known about because no. nobody ever talks about them because you've got your favorite few right and uh, again, I, I think that goes back to the whole table thing. It's like we've got a table big enough for everybody. We to do. That. And you talk about competition within the photography world. I think there's a lot of competition within any field. Because if you it's, look, it, and, like just yeah. doing this, you know, um, businesses that are like sh the charcuterie tables, mm -hmm. the baking um, that people do. And, you know, a lot of these um, small businesses are thriving because there's enough to keep them where they want to be. Like there's nothing wrong with healthy competition. Like, yes. Obviously, like you can't you can't build a world without it. There's a difference between being health like having a health healthy com uh, competition or putting someone else down. That I agree. I agree. I. It's like you can lift someone up specifically without putting other people down. I think that we have to trust customers and clients to realize what's real and what's fake. You know and. Well, and then there's preferences. Yeah, You're never exactly. going to please. I mean, there's yeah. there's niches within niches within niches within niches. You're never going to be everything to everybody. Absolutely. And that's um, the thing. And that's... somebody's favorite might be somebody's nightmare. But anyway, we have been talking for well over, I don't know how long this is going to be by the time we cut down all our little know. mistakes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, just remember that uh, it's okay not to be so okay. Yes. Um, I think that's the, the biggest thing. And because there's other people that like... Are, are with you you're not you're not you're not necessarily alone it might feel like you're alone but uh there are other people who are feeling the exact same way there's two people right here in front of you that yeah. feel the exact same way yep two people right here <laughs> that we just spent over an hour talking about talking how about how sad we are and merry christmas and happy holidays yes. and all of that kind of stuff um, but seriously like any any <laughs> kind of joy that you can pull out of the next few days or the next day the next you know this holiday season Getting through the new year, all of that is, kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there are joyful moments that uh, that can be found in any any situation, even even the dark situations. Well, sure. we're gonna do Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm.
So um, once again, I'm just going to sign us off here because yep. we'll just end it after this. Um, I'm Lisa Anderson, your host and uh, publisher, and I guess kind of secondary host because we hosted this together. Yeah. Um, and Josh uh, Jacobs over here, um, he is the Locala Magazine media manager, yeah. and um, that means he does uh, like 99% of our photography, and he's the guy you never see behind the podcast. Yes. So thank you for joining us. If you stuck out, this far yeah with us congratulations and i'm we're wishing you the very best this christmas stay classy stay classy and all that good (laughs) stuff and here's our final song (laughs) have yourself a very merry christmas let your heart be light from now on our troubles will be out of sight have yourself a merry little christmas make the yuletide gay from now on our troubles will be miles Dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest A merry little Christmas now. <laughs> merry Christmas, guys. Merry Thanks Christmas. For Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Locala Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, share, and download. Your support is truly appreciated. Mm-hmm.